Welcome to the Kavod Family Podcast. Kavod Family exists for the restoration of families and the transformation of communities. What's up, Casey? How are you, man? I am doing well, Travis. I'm doing really good. How are you, brother? Dude, it's been a absolutely crazy week. <laughs> Mine's crazier than I promise you. <laughs> I, I mean, like, my week has been normal, but I've actually truly... This is going to sound really dumb because I tell everyone to do this on here all the time, but I, I've brought issues and problems to God, <laughs> which I do that, but I've actually prayed and I'm like, God, tell me what to do or give me wisdom or let me read scripture or whatever I need to handle, whoever I'm meeting with, whatever I'm doing, like be in it and let me just, I want on your page. I want on your plan. I don't want Travis's plan. And literally... This week has been amazing. I have accomplished, (laughs) not I, I'm going to correct that. I have not accomplished. I have ran on God's plan all week and it's been nuts, but it's been so much fun. I ran into Danny earlier today and he was telling me about how he is booked for, um, he's not going to be able to make it to the adoption ceremony because he's up in the crane for 24 hours. We need to like sit on the ground and drink coffee in front of him or something. (laughs) So, so he's he's crying because it's scheduled to rain, you know, and he's up in this crane from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, 24 hour segment, and um, this is cold for a cause, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the awareness it's for and care jet, net, yeah, to raise okay. funds, raise yeah, yeah. money. And I said, "Hey, brother, see if you can get me booked because I could certainly use 24 hours away from crane and get alone with the Lord." He's like, "We'll tag out. I'll go up. It will tag out." <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He was describing it, and I was like. I was like, my wife's at home with six kids. I could, I could, I could do that. I think it was. Um, I had just ran into Chad, Chad Ray today, and he was. I think it was the youth pastor that he goes to church with, and he's like, "Danny, let me tell you, we're gonna have a recliner up there. We're gonna have an air mat." I'm like, "Whoa, this sounds legit." Seriously, a little little uh, hibachi or something like that to roast oh, up some gosh. food. Oh my gosh! So. This week has been crazy, and let's just, before we derail too hard, and we can have a normal length episode now that the ladies are gone, (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to get into the four things that we hit on, gosh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but basically four easy ways for men to like evaluate their leadership and the the health of their family and things that they can steward well within themselves, within within their wives, within their kids, and we want to... We did a thousand foot overview and briefly explained all of them, but I, I want to dive into the priest, that priest role. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, that priest role is giving the analogy of us kind of a, observing our family and seeing issues and problems, just like actually how I said at the beginning of this episode of like, there's all these, all these things going on and I want to grab hold of God's plan in it and God's vision and what he would want done. Like, what would Jesus do? If he was here in these right. situations, what would he do? Okay, so as the priest role, I'm going to gather all that, all my questions, all my what do I do, and go take it to him. Yeah, because so what we're looking at is this whole, these these roles, these themes, these uh, responsibilities, I'll put it that way, 
are found in the nature of Jesus. And when we look at Jesus, as you analyze his life and everything that he did, you see times where he he intercedes and he prays and he takes the needs of the people to God. And then he functions as this voice piece who's speaking on behalf of God to the people. And then he plays the role of provider king. These four themes have been recognized about Jesus <clears throat> for, for hundreds of years. They're in old church confessions. People have written on them. These are not new to you and I. Uh, but as you're hinting on it, that priestly role. So in the in the people of Israel, the Old Testament, if you read that portion of the, the, the Bible, the Levitical priesthood was set apart. They weren't to do regular work. They weren't your carpenters. They weren't your... Yeah, their work was God. Yeah, like that, their work that, was... That's their, their life. Yeah, and, and God did it that way because he, he was trying to show this role of being set apart to him. Uh, a lifestyle that was set apart, bringing the needs of the people to him and then e- interceding on their behalf. And so just like you're saying, in a real practical way, it's not that, um, it's that Travis, you as a husband, there's a part of your life, it should be experienced every single day. This is not something you just do on Wednesday oh gosh, and then yeah. Friday you provide and then Monday you, you know, you function as the prophet. Every single day you access these four roles and that's the way that Jesus lived his life. And so you are watching your boy, you're watching your girl, you're watching your wife, you're looking at your family needs, and you're going to God and saying, Father, I, I don't have enough in me. I need exactly. you to intercede. And if you look at Jesus, you said Jesus modeled all this. So if you think of Jesus rose early and went and got alone with God. Right. So he went and got refilled, got instructions, had wisdom, and it talks about he only said what the Father said. He only did what the Father did. But he, he knew those things, what to say and what to do, because he spent time with him. So that way, and I joke because a lot of times, you know, moms and dads, busy, whatever, work, and you work a lot of hours, you're like, when do you find time? Like, the moment I wake up till I go to sleep, someone needs me. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Jesus knew that. Yeah. So while while there wasn't a need or a demand on his love, his his wisdom, his intimacy, whatever it is, he got up early and set apart time to go be with God. Yeah. And from that was the overflow of God, his heart, his love, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, the priestly role into the people and the rest of the world. So that's our that's our role as men to go and do that. Yeah, you're hitting it. There's just this in common language, very, very simple common language, prayer needs to be part of your life. And when we talk about prayer, we're meaning that you... You go and you sit and you're not talking to <laughs> you're not talking to your girlfriends, you're not talking to your guy friends. You're talking just alone to God. And and you and I were talking about this earlier in life. I think there's a real there's a real theme here that <clears throat> you either become this gossiper that throws your trash and your daily business on everyone around you or you go <laughs> and you unload it on God. Yes. Right? And and there's something that happens in prayer. When I go to God and I unload my business and all the things around me, my heart gets changed in that situation and I start to I get humbled. To to be honest, most of the time in prayer, I find myself broken, weak and humbled. And as I listen to the things I'm asking God, I have to repent and correct myself and I realize sometimes yeah, how can, petty they exactly. are. Exactly. You can you you start to for lack of a better word, see a theme or an aroma of what you're complaining about and whining about. Like my son will come up oh, and he's like, oh, my, my shoes are dirty or he's crying, he's freaking out. I lost the game. And I'm like, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> you're coming to me and you're wasting the oxygen in this room to vocalize this stupid need. But I'm like, hold on. 
let's 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 get into his life, his view, and the value of like the magnitude of these little things to me, what they are to him. Right. So then I I zoom in and I'm like, okay, how he handled it was still stupid, and I'm gonna lead and instruct him in that. But like, let's unpack that, let's unlayer that, and I I can't tell you how many times God's like, you do that, <laughs> you do that to me every day, and I'm like, dang it. I'd stink and do that every day. And if you were to look back on your life like five years ago, 10 years ago, the things that you were earnestly praying and stressing, losing sleep over and fighting with your wife, whatever, right. you're like, yeah, I don't even remember it. Like, right. what What was it? Yeah. And I, I think that's, there's, <clears throat> this is not a, an exhaustive teaching or anything like that. But in in my experience with prayer, there's two things that really take place. One, I get changed. I get radically changed. And every time it's like a cleansing and there's like a, a, a washing off of just my rotten thinking. Okay, that, that takes place and I find clarity. Like after usually when I when I get alone with God and I pray, there's a, a, a big sense of clarity afterwards. Like I've released, I've put a burden at his feet, a weight. And now it's not mine to carry all alone. No, I get it completely. Right? And so... And that, that might seem weird if you... That might seem completely foreign and almost like you're an ostrich sticking your head and saying, all right, I gave it to God and my problem's fixed. <laughs> no, you just have a different... Like when you know... And that, that's one thing that I love about this priestly role is you get the opportunity to go speak with the man who created everything. That, that formed the earth, that set the ocean in place and hung the sun, like literally formed everything. And he wants to know about your day. Yeah. He wants to sit with you and let you, let you be seen. You know, your wife wants to be seen. And my wife mentioned the unseen things that they do. He sees it all. Right. And he loves it all. And he wants to grow closer with you. So what's cool about this priestly role is Old Testament, not any Joe Schmo could be a priest and go talk to God. Like, no. you were unclean. You didn't get to just go roll up and before the throne and say, hey, God, how are you? Like, no, yeah. there was none of that. <clears throat> yeah. But because of Jesus' sacrifice and that he paid the penalty, we can all go talk to Dad yeah. anytime that we want. Right. There, there's In church history, there's been this divide. You have the, the um, one vein that thinks of these holy things and prayers in that category, sacred things where like prayer or communion or those those things that they have to be done in a very holy, set-apart, sacred way. And it comes from that Old Testament priestly package. But what Jesus does is he tears that veil and he and he brings every man before him, right? And you get to pray and intercede on behalf so, of your family. And it's not based on how dirty your clothes are no. or how stained you are. Or how good you are. Yeah, because he's dealt with that. And and a, a practical application of that is read it's they've had I don't know uh, MLK holiday and then two work days so he hasn't been doing school even though he homeschools we kind of follow the same rhythms yeah so we've had cousins over he's been staying the night I haven't seen him in like two days and he got grandparents have this like gab phone so he can like text and communicate with us so I text him I'm like yo what's up like I haven't seen you in a while. He's like, what's up, old man? And I'm like, yes. Like, I showed Lit. I was like, that's my boy. But see, like, that, that, that is allowed. That relationship is there because I love him and he loves me. And I know that there's no disrespect and he knows that it, I think it's funny. Like, we have that with God. Yeah. Like, he is a daddy. He has a sense of humor. He do, Like, he knows the things that we're struggling with. He has the key to our heart, to our wife's heart, to our, our kid's heart. If our kid is struggling... God wants to fix that problem 10 times more than I could ever want to fix it. Right. And he has the answer. 
and we get the opportunity to go sit with him and talk with him and figure it out. Now, you might not always know what to do. Half the time, I'm literally, whether it's in the gym, someone asks me a question, or I'm at home, it's the blind leading the blind. Right. And I'm in a split second. I'm like, God, help. Yeah. Like, what do I do? And sometimes I don't know. But what I, what I do know is his character. Yes. I do know his character, his voice, his heart, just like Jesus only said what the Father said and did what the Father did because he spent time with them. I've read the Bible. I've spent time with them. So I, I know the essence of what God would want. And right. here's a here's a fun story. So I went through phases, just like when you're new in your walk and you love Jesus and you want to read the Bible and you want to pray for everybody. So we had just opened the gym. I'm trying to give you like an age. I was probably like 23, 24. Okay. And Reed's like four or five, somewhere in there. And we're going in Fat Buddies and Lid's mom's there, Ez is there. So it's Lid's mom, Lid, Ez, me, Reed. And we're walking in. There's this lady sitting outside and she is just broken. She is just sad. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for her. And Reed knows if he sees someone there, he's like, Dad's going to pray for him. So we go and sit down. I sit, I sit everybody down. I was like, I'll be right back. And I go, Reed, come with me. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and we walk out. And I'm like, how do I, this is fun. This is exciting. I get to do it with my son. Right. And I, I want to show him the reins. I want, to, I want him to have fun doing this. I'm like, buddy, go, out, go walk over there and see if you can pray for her. And she's probably like late 40s, early 50s, alone sitting on a bench. And Reed walks over, and he's like five. So, you know, he sounds like a complete baby talking. He's like, can we pray for you? And she looks, and I come over, and I was like, do you mind if we pray for you? Like, what's going on? And this lady unloads. Oh, my gosh. I was not ready for that. I mean, like, she, her life is clean. She was on drugs. She's good now, but... Uh, DSS or someone took their kids, trying to get right. their kids back to this whole story. And I'm literally like, okay, God, it wasn't money. It wasn't food or a jacket, something I could tangibly give her. What do I do? Right. So the priest role, what do I, here's our need. You just heard it. You already know it. I'm showing my son the reins. I'm clueless. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? And he just said, tell her what I think of her. And I was like, oh, I can do that because I've read. I know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pray for you. And in a way, I'm thinking of the scripture like, don't pray for somebody and say, go and be warm when you can give them a jacket or when you can make, meet the need. And I'm like, God, I can't meet this need. Right. And he was like, just tell her who she is. So I was like, I want you to know, God wants you to know that you're his daughter, that he loves you, that he's proud of you. He doesn't see you for your mistakes. And I just started saying scripture over. And I, in Jesus' name, amen. Me and Reed look up, and she is broken. She is weeping. She is sobbing. I look at Reed and Reed looks at me like, what'd you do? And I was like, nothing. And I was like, you know, let me know if you need anything. Like, have, have a good night. And I went inside and God was just like overwhelming me with like, you don't give Travis. Travis is going to screw it up. Yeah. You don't ever want to give yourself what you think is the fix. Even if you've went through the same thing they have, you might be able to give some insight. But give them me. Point them to me. Send them to the word. Send them, like, let them know that I'm not an angry dad, that I, I, I'm a priest. I, I love you. I want to spend time with you. And that opens the door. Because think about it. Like if you have a question or a problem, and you, you can go sit on dad's lap. Yeah. You can ask a question. And he wants all of his kids to know that. Yeah, and, and that's that role that Jesus plays. Uh, when, when, so you have a relation, an established relationship with Jesus. You trust in him. You believe in him. You know, And Jesus was the one, when you believe in him, that he was the one that paid the ultimate price 
so that way he could bring man back into right relationship with God. And he now stands, Scripture says, Hebrews says, that he stands at the right hand of God making intercession for his people. And so here's this priest who rightfully intercedes on behalf of his people to God for their needs. The one who's capable and the one who has all provision and all wisdom and all need and all want, and you, because you know him, you're bringing this woman to his feet and saying, look, I know the one that can provide for you and care for you and take care of you. So what what a beautiful picture. And to let your son be a part of that. It was crazy. That, and then we got to cool. go in and all the ladies were like, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> we'll tell you afterwards because you're going to be crying and everything. But it, it's, it's such a beautiful thing because it's a relationship. Yep. And like, Men, if you're if you're figuring out how to lead or you're you're the blind leading the blind, like we've been there, and it starts with you. It starts with you going and pursuing God and spending time with Dad and understanding just who He is. Like you don't read the Bible to go apply it to your wife. You don't read the Bible to go fix your son. You read the Bible to figure out who your dad is. Yeah. And when you figure out who your dad is, it changes you. And you get that opportunity as the priest to go and ask, to go and sit, to go and learn. And then you get to lead the rest of your family in it. It's such a, it's such an amazing role. Like it's humbling, but it's freeing. It's exciting. So give you give you a picture here. Um, in in a couple of days, I'll I'll adopt a number of children, three of which are little girls. And as a man, um, I know their background. I know the 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 pains and the things that they went through. Horrible things. Terrible parents that didn't provide, didn't care for, didn't lead them, and care for them rightly. These girls have a distortion of man, a distortion of society. They're broken. They're hurt. And so if I, if I didn't have Jesus, if I didn't have God to go to, I would be looking at them, and I would be trying everything in my own wisdom to figure out how do I heal this little girl's heart? Like how do I heal it and prepare it so she's not a broken woman in 10 years, and so that way she can be beautiful and flourishing, and so she can forgive those that have offended her in the past, not constantly thinking about that, but moving forward. And this role of priest enables me to help her. It's the thing I can do where I just go, God, like, I'm helpless. You were the one that made this little girl. You're the one that created her hearts. You have seen the depths of what she's been through. You were present in her darkness. You are the one. And so please, would you heal? And I'll just start praying. Yeah. I'll just unload the, you know, my girl's names on them. And in doing so, it allows, me, it, it, it allows me to take the needs of my family and it lays it at the feet of the one who's truly the head. And the one who wants to heal it way more than you ever could. And, and right, the right way. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about patriarchy, headship, the father figure, that male role of leadership. And we desperately want to pick a, paint a picture that this is not tyrannical men who lord over people and rule their own kingdoms. This is fathers that are submitted to the one that they believe created all things, like, like Jesus, the creator of all things. And we are bringing his children to his feet through prayer. Like they're yours. You made them. You gave them to me to steward and to care for and to raise. They're yours. Help me to do this. Give me wisdom. Give me insight. And so, my goodness, this role of priest is the thing that makes the rest of these possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> right? a, fu it's a fundamental piece. It, it is. It's the very thing. Because without prayer, without believing that God's hand is actively involved in his own creation, we're... we're or with, without the ability to communicate and to to do relationship with him, we're severed from the one who can fix it all. Oh man! So, 
Um, and and what it, what's cool is, and I'll end on this note, is it starts with you, and then it starts with your family, but then it branches out into everything. So I, I've tried to create this model with myself first, and then my wife, and then my kids, and then I, I, I bring it to my staff. Because I know if they can grab a hold of that, whether they're men or women, like they, I teach them exactly what I'm saying right now is, go find God for yourself. I, I will help. I will guide. I will point you back into scripture. I will fan that flame. Go find it. If you're married, go do it with your spouse. But then when they come in, like one of one of my coaches, she's, she's actually out there right now with I don't know how many teenage girls. I'm like, oh, this is amazing, you know? And I'm like, like what are you, you going to do? And she, she loves volleyball and gets into it and softball and stuff. And I'm like, you have the opportunity to love on these girls in a way in a realm that I never could have got to. And you get to love on them like a big sister and tell them who God is. Yeah. And it and, and that was the byproduct of her getting alone with God and me getting alone with God and recreating that model. Wow. And it's 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 a blast. So you in your business, you would say that you actively are are teaching your employees to go and get alone with God for their own direction. Absolutely. Within your business. Even even within like a a, a 100% business question, a career you know, maybe we want to start a new class or something. I'm like, okay, why? Don't answer that right now. Why? Go pray about it and go talk about it with your your husband or your wife because it could be a time, extra time commitment or whatever. And once you've done those three things, I'll I'll talk with you. Right. And or I might give you some scripture or some ideas to go chew over and pray about with you and your husband and with God. But go do that, and then we'll talk. Because if not, we're putting the cart before the horse. It don't work. Yeah, and these are, for your business sake, these are employees that you've trained to do the work properly. It's not a question about the work. We're talking about the relationships and how we deliver that work. Because we could, I mean, we could produce super healthy people that all have abs and have all the range of motion and they love their life and they can have longevity and play with their kids and do all that stuff. But if they miss the prize, if they miss God in the process... Like to me, it was, it was pointless. You misled. You, you, yeah. There's no. We we open this to create a family, to create an extension of family, to restore the family centered on Jesus. So people come to us, and the immediate back pain or whatever they have, yeah, like let's fix it. I'm all about that. Yeah. But I want to get to the bigger picture that you have a dad who loves you and wants to spend time with you and yeah. be in every facet of your life. So um, just to drive this home, if you're a gentleman, a gentleman, I hope you're listening to this. Uh, this this role is a gift, and you, if you are not making time to get alone and pray with God, you're missing out on probably one of the the biggest parts of your relationship with Him and your desperate need. It's like going through the day without drinking water. In some ways, uh, you dehydrate. You know what I mean. You start to feel pain. Your head hurts. You just get lost on where you should be. You know. You start to act a little funky. Can't balance it out with a a cup of coffee. (laughs) But seriously, um, we, we just have too many gentlemen in our life that are going through some kind of struggle, whether it be with their marriage or with their children, with their own families. And, uh, and, and this role of praying is, is what you're looking for. Getting alone and laying your family needs at, at, with God and then going and seeking counsel and wisdom, but laying the needs of your family at the foot of the cross, giving it to Jesus, giving it to the Father, Father, and trusting that he'll get involved and, and guide. Actively meet your children in the areas that they have needs. This, this is especially true. I'll give a, one quick example. 
when Eric and I have have tension, when we are arguing or fighting or we're trying to deal with something, the times that we can give a little space, separate, and I'll walk off, and I may go for a 20-minute walk and pray or usually just pray, go and work on something alone and pray, and she does the same. Then we'll come together and we'll work on it again or talk through something, maybe break up and go pray again. But that time of praying, it it, it does something in us. Like cultivates the land when you farm. You're, you're priming it. <laughs> it gets us back, right? This is not, we're not building a separate kingdom from one another. We're building his kingdom. We're coming in underneath his will. And that's what the role of the priest does. It, it aligns you to the will of God. So... Um, hope that was helpful. There are tremendous resources out there, great books, great, great items on this, and, and maybe we'll link to a few uh, through some social media. But um, get alone with God. Pray. Look at Jesus' example. Read the Gospels. Look at how he is constantly throughout his whole day in line and in step with God and also actively seeking to get alone because he wants those set-apart times with the Father where he can lay down the needs of his people. So uh, what, a, what an awesome picture. What an awesome responsibility. Gentlemen, raise this up in your boys. Teach them to pray for your family. Teach them to pray for their sisters. Teach them to pray for their friends at school. Teach them to be somebody that brings the needs of the people to God. And, and that's just a part of the responsibility that every man has to develop in order to lead his family as has a patriarch. Has to, but gets to. It's an honor to. Yeah.